0: Welcome back to another edition of The Spilled Tea. Hello, I'm one of your hosts, David. Kyle should be joining shortly. Um, He's, of course, in Nueva York, having a life and all that jazz. Um, Hmm, let's... I guess I can just talk about Young the Restless before he gets here, because he doesn't give a crap. Um, It's been interesting seeing... Justin Hartley play Adam, and the thing I like about it is that um, he's playing Adam as Michael Muni. I guess, I don't know if it's a tactic of his or whatnot, but, I mean, he, he is acting how he he acted in revenge as Patrick, kind of, you know, the bastard child coming back into the family's life. But some things, some like certain words he says and some inflections in his tone sound so much like Michael Mooney. It's freaky. And I don't, again, I don't know if he's doing it on purpose or um, if that's just his normal voice and I'm just noticing it because of the fact that um, he was so close to Michael Mooney. But, uh um, oh, uh-oh, Kyle, Kyle's here. I can't talk about Young Um <laughs> The bitch hates it. Oh. Um, so, yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I, am starting to like it, but there are still parts that I'm very confused about. So, I guess I'll just end it there since the Betch is here. Hi, Kyle. Hi. <laughs> How's it going? How's your weekend going, my love?
1: It's been a great weekend. I'm sorry I'm a little late. I was rushing back from the movie. So, oh, God, I've be never there. been on time. <laughs> <laughs> what movie did we see? We saw Wild with Reese Witherspoon. On purpose? Yeah.
0: <laughs> did, did we get free passes? Or? Well, I did use a free pass, FYI. <laughs> okay. Okay. Whew. That explains why you went to see that movie.
1: Um, hey, ouch. she's getting rave reviews. <laughs> she's going to be Oscar nominated. She won't win, but she'll be Oscar nominated.
0: So that's the thing that I don't like about that movie and movies like that. When you see a movie like that, you think this person wants another Oscar to add to their collection, not this person wants to tell this story. See, that's like, where you that and I movie, disagree. Sorry. And The Pursuit of Happiness was the same thing. Will Smith wanted that Oscar nomination.
1: I am sorry. Well, no, because I don't think that Smiths do anything that isn't calculated. However... Reese Witherspoon, I think after a string of flops, I think she wanted to do something different and challenging, and this was perfect for her, and I think she did an amazing mm. job because she. I think this is, like, the best thing she's ever done, only because I saw her and walked the line, and I thought it was Reese Witherspoon in dark hair. I didn't think she was the best actress. Thank you. But, um, I don't think she did it to get an Oscar. I think she did it just to say, look, I'm, I know I'm doing all these romantic comedies, but they've been flopping, so she needs to do something different. I think she did a really good job.
0: And she did something to try to get us to forget the fact that she told the cop, do
1: you know who I am? Do you know who she's a, I am? She right apologized for that.
0: Well, now she's trying to make up another apology by doing this movie. And it's not going to make Whoa, me forget Reese. I remember.
1: What's about all Reese Witherspoon
0: hate? <laughs> well, I hate when hillbillies pretend that they aren't hillbillies anymore. She is a hick. Have you seen Freeway? That was Freeway her. was
1: one of the best things she's ever done. That was her. That was like
0: Reese Witherspoon playing Reese Witherspoon.
1: Is it just you and I on the line?
0: Yeah. Or are you talking
1: to Dallas? Oh, well, I heard you. Talking no, I'm to talking to you, man. Y and So I thought you were talking to someone else on the line.
0: Oh no, no, no. I, I was just gonna talk about it, well, because um, I knew you asked to be late. Um, fine, whatever. Maybe I'll check it out. I um, Did- this weekend. Oh wait, no first of all, what happened in the rest of your weekend? You saw that movie today. What did you do on, like, Saturday and Friday night? Uh,
1: well, Friday night, I've i been well, trying to lick a cold, so Friday night I stayed in, mm-hmm. just ordered yeah. dinner, which was awful, and just kind of watched a modern family marathon and just, like, chatting yeah. with some friends online, so it was perfect. And then mm-hmm. Saturday, um, I had brunch with some friends of mine, and then my friend Brian and I, well, his partner and his cousins went out and did their thing. We went over to a bar and had a couple of drinks and just giggled and had a great time. So it was nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. And then today you saw your movie and that's it. Today I got my hair cut. I went to see a movie. Mm-hmm. I bought I bought a new coat. So it's it's been a good weekend. Nice. Yeah. How about yours?
0: Um, what did I do Friday night? Oh, <laughs> exciting thing Friday. I swear, on, on Monday – I took the day off and I got my annual physical because um, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: um, now that I'm back in Boston, there's this place called Fenway Health, Fenway Community Health, Uh that all the gays go to. And Uh so I went there, I got my physical, and
1: um, I forgot to do my. No, you bitch. That's in a physical, lady. You got to do the
0: business spread. No, you know what he did? He goes, okay, so now I'm going to check for testicular cancer. Please take off your pants. I go, don't I? I usually get dinner first. So (laughs) he had to check down there, make sure everything was fine. And then I forgot to do my blood work. I forgot to go downstairs to the lab to do my blood work. So Friday night, I got right out of work and went down to get blood work. And then, of course, I went to get that Chinese food that I really like. But the funny part about getting my blood work done is I walk in and there's this gay nurse. He's like, I said, did I make it? He goes, yeah, come in. And I go, oh, my gosh, I'm sorry I'm so close to the, your time leaving. He's like, it's okay. He goes, take off your jacket and pull your shirt up, like your, your arm sleeve up. And I said, oh, okay. I go, oh, don't mind me. I, I'm really sweaty. He goes, honey, I love a man that's hot and sweaty. I said, oh, girl. <laughs> and then my, um, I guess I have really good veins because I put out my hand and um, I balled it up in a fist and I put it out straight. And he's like, "Oh, your veins are popping right out." And I said, "Wow, that's good, right?" He's like, "Yeah." He goes, "You could be a, a druggie. That would be great." That's for what you. I was about to say. You got veins. <laughs> I go, "Yeah, that's what he said." He said, "You got hairline veins." I go, "If I could stand drugs, I probably would." But I get, I got drunk off of uh, Nyquil once when they had a lot of alcohol in them. So th- that's my extent of drug using. Gotcha. So I I did that on Saturday. I actually they offer OT at my work so I worked a couple of hours. Um I went shopping a little a little tiny bit of shopping for the apartment. And then I saw this fabulous movie called Big Hero 6, which is a cartoon. Okay. And let me tell you two things. One the movie was fabulous. It was it was good, but I will give points off for predictability. I'm not going to ruin it for everybody, but if you've seen one Disney movie, you've seen them all. And um, so there's that piece of it. But number two, I was in a theater full of kids and their parents, and let me tell you, they were more well-behaved than I would be in a theater full of just adults. They were quiet. They laughed at the appropriate times. They weren't talking out of turn. I was like, I love kids. I will go to a movie with kids any day over – Some of these people who loudly whisper and kick the back of my seat and fart in public and, yeah. So um, today I was going to go get brunch and go see The Theory of Everything about Stephen Hawking. Mm -hmm. But I got up and magically Hulu Plus decided to put five episodes of Manhattan Love Story in my Hulu Plus queue. So, of course, I had to watch them all. Um, yeah, that was my day, and I was talking, just like you, I was talking to my friends online, my roommate Rose made boiled dinner, which is, uh, you take a big old pot, fill it with water, put in a huge ham, put in cabbage, turnip, carrot, and, um, there's something else you put into it, and just let it boil all day long, and then you take the ham out, Drain out all the water and you eat it, and it was the best. best. I just ate it before I got on on air. It was I was like my stomach's full. <laughs> yeah, she's the best. I love my roommate. I feel like I have a housekeeper, except I clean up after myself. She just cooks. So maybe I just have a cook. Maybe I just have a cook. She's awesome. Okay, love her. Um, so let's get to the nitty gritty. There is a woman, uh, uh, sorry, a set of parents out in Utah. They have three kids, 11, 8, and 5. Their kids, they feel, are very ungrateful. And like all parents, they say, if you don't behave, I'm going to cancel Christmas. If you don't behave, I'm going to cancel Christmas. And of course, kids know that that's never going to happen. These Utah parents said, you know what? I'm fucking canceling it. And they stuck to it. So, They are not having the traditional Christmas. They have all the decorations, but no presents under the tree. What they're going to do is they're going to go to um, the store, buy a bunch of stuff, toys, clothes, all that, and send it to a village in the Philippines. And they're also going to do a program called Adopt a Parent. I wanted
1: to know, what does Kyle think about that? I think that's an excellent idea. I mean, it kind of teaches Mm -hmm. kids, like, you know, kids these days are kind of spoiled, and then, like these parents are like, "No, fine. It's like, I, I, if you you can't be, if you're not going to show any gratitude about what we do for you, then you know what? We're going to make some other kids who are going to appreciate and be gra- gracious about it and do it, and that's what you're going to mm-hmm. learn." You know, I mean, it's it's a harsh lesson, but you know what? It's like I'm mm-hmm. sure they didn't. I'm sure they didn't tell their kids one day, "Oh, we'll just do this as a joke." I'm sure right. they were very serious about it, and the kids, of course are thinking, can- that'll never happen. You can't cancel. Mm-hmm. You know what? Mm-hmm. I like I like parents taking the reins from the kids because yep. I'm sorry. Kids these days, the parents do whatever they want them to do. No, I like that. Um, I'm going
0: to have to agree with you because I have a niece. I have three nieces and three nephews. You can, I mean, they're good kids. I'm not going to lie to you. These kids are good kids, and I'm not just saying that because they're my nieces and nephews. But the thing about that, each one of them, is you can't just idly say, I'm going to do something, and then don't do it. You can't say you're punished if you do this, and then you don't follow through because the pun, their actions will go higher and higher. Oh, yeah. So for every parent that says, oh, you better watch out because if you don't be good, Santa's not going to come, and then Santa comes even if they're bad. That teaches them nothing. I feel like they did an amazing job. Now, they've gotten a lot of flack for it. People have called them lazy parents, said that's child abuse, you, said so mean. I'm with you in that. I agree. I think it's awesome.
1: Well, you know what, David? It's nobody else's freaking business if a mm-hmm. parent wants to do this. You know, like, who are you to right. say that yep. these parents are being lazy? That's none of your business. None right. of your business. That's people who and, have... No other life but their own it's to, to bug everybody else. I mean, that's just... I, I, I mean, I firmly believe that's just asinine to criticize someone else's um, parenting. I mean, that's that's their life, not yours. You don't know the situation. They, could be, that, a grateful I, little, they could be ungrateful little brats. Yeah,
0: and I feel like those people that are complaining are the parents that would rather, want, would rather be their kids' friends than actual parents right. because the kids... The kids will always respect, and I'm like I've called the babysitter Nazi because in my little you know family I call it a family because they're friends but they're like family. I'm the toughest. Like you- those kids can't get away with anything around me. I am so tough. I will see my nephew hug him and say, "What's your room look like?" You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm like that with him, but the kids kids like structure. I'm told kids love structure, and. If you if they know that they can walk all over you, they get bored. Because they know that they're going to get their way all the time. They're going to get ice cream at 11. You know, nope, you're going to bed at 9, not 901, not 859. You're going to bed at 9. End of story. So, I don't know. I, I side with the parents. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, who am I to tell someone how to raise their
0: kids? I you can... Well, you probably got children out there, girl.
1: Oh doubtful.
0: Well not the not the child brides that you have. I'm talking about the other children, the the one uh-huh. the butt babies that you've that you've been the father of. Okay. Um that you probably don't know. Um, <laughs> now on to a little bit heavier topic, but a very important one. Um so people around the country, it seems, are upset about the, the New York City, and the Ferguson verdicts, And I understand that they're upset. However, here in Boston, we don't have a case like that going on right now currently, not that I know. So the fact that some, I think it was like 1,100 people, I don't know how big the crowd was. They They simulated a silent death by... Falling down in the street at a T-stop, stopping traffic, blocking up traffic for three hours, Kyle. Because they want to protest these verdicts. Now, what the hell do these protests here in Boston have anything to do with New York City and Ferguson? You know what? I'm a Supreme Court justice, and I say if all these people are doing this in Boston, let's overturn that verdict. That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen.
1: I, I don't understand. My, my thinking is that it's a it's to show. I mean, the fact that it's they're protesting everywhere. It's just to show that this situation could and has happened no matter where you are. It's not just in New York. It's not just what happened in Oakland or wherever—it's all over, and it's just—it's just kind of like a sign of the times. And I think that's what the reason—that's my interpretation of why it's happening everywhere. It's only because it could happen in Boston. It could happen everywhere. Well, let me tell
0: you—I've done a little bit of research on this. There was a cop that this is what the news story said. The news—the the headline said cop not charged for breaking woman's eye socket. So the story is this woman was completely hammered in a domestic violence um, call. The cop arrived, tried to calm her down. She was completely drunk. So she ended up kicking the cop in the chin, and I think the cop just flipped out, punched her in the face, and, and it wound up resulting in her eye socket being broken. So Now, people are saying, oh, my God, this cop, I can't believe this cop wasn't charged. Are you serious? This woman attacked a police officer. Are you serious right now? Yes, it's extreme that he broke her eye socket. I don't agree with that. But she kicked him. She kicked the cop. You're not supposed to kick law enforcement. You're not supposed to kick anybody.
1: No, you're not supposed to. But I think the cop could have exercised a little control and maybe just kind of subdued her somehow without punching her.
0: That's why I
1: think his first instinct was to hit
0: back. (laughs) Right. Right. Exactly. And I think he stopped being a cop at that point. Now, does he deserve to be reprimanded for breaking the girl's, you know, eye socket? Absolutely. But to be honest with you, what if something happened to that cop? And what if? She kicked him and he bit his, through his lip or something like that. And then another case, I saw this video. Kyle, it's the most disturbing video I've ever seen. A female cop gets out of her car to stop a guy. The guy, he's a tall black guy. He gets out of his car and he's talking to the cop. The guy's daughter comes out. I don't know what was said because I can't hear the audio. The cop beats the crap out of this. I'm um, sorry, the guy beats the cop out, the cop like almost to death he's scanning over punching her in the face like her his daughters just standing there like oh my god and then after he's done beating her up he turns i think he spits on her and then he leaves in his car with his daughter that was the most disturbing video i've ever seen i know that that guy was choked um what's his name mike or eric garner in new york city i won't watch that video i think that's the most I don't know why that video is released. I won't watch that. But this I did watch because I didn't know what was going on. Disturbing. But nobody has filed charges on that guy, so I'm confused. I'm very confused about this. I just, I think that right now everyone's a cop hater, but not every cop is like that. My cousin's a cop and he's not like that. Well, and one of my best friends is a cop, and she's not like that. And in this, this case, this cop isn't like that. She got beat the hell up for no reason. She didn't even attack the guy. She was just standing there talking to him, and he just flew into a rage and attacked her. I mean, again, I don't know what was said, but... So, yeah, there's um, a lot of bit of... Uh, there's a lot going on right now that's just so scary. I just... I yeah. don't even know... I don't even know what's going on with the world today. But <laughs> um to change to a lighter subject, have you heard about Mariah Carey?
1: About the awful performance she gave? Um at, at the rocky center tree lighting. Um, that? you mean then? <laughs> Yep. Yeah, that <laughs> Ready, ready? <laughs> how
0: do we cut oh my gosh. Thank God Dallas isn't here because he would be defending our left and right. How do we how do we feel about this moment?
1: I feel bad for her because it's like either she just was not prepared or, or something, but it's like I just kinda of feel bad for her
0: but she's now blaming um NBC for leaking it and they shouldn't oh. have they shouldn't have leaked it and that they're wrong for doing that and so what NBC did was they broadcast it for um the east coast live and then for the west coast <laughs> they laid it over <laughs> they put another like her another vocals over her So she was actually singing good, but yeah, I just wanted to talk talk about that for a minute. Bless her heart. She's been through, and you know, I noticed every time she goes through something personal, her life publicly and her career gets worse. Like when she was going through the Tommy Mottola thing, glitter, glitter, kind of came out and bombed Mm -hmm. and now this whole Nick Cannon divorce and... Why would you go up there and sing like that if you're Mariah Carey?
1: Well, maybe she wasn't thinking that it was going to come out like that. Girl. Girl. it's (laughs) it's, It's just kind of sad. But
0: I hope for her children's sake we don't see a repeat of what happened with Glitter. Because she's got two kids. She she can't afford to have a nervous breakdown. Those kids need right. her. Them babies. So True. Um, our other topic, speaking of Mariah, who is a multiple Grammy winner, I wanted to talk about the Grammy nomination. Did you get a chance to see all the nominations? Um, I did see them, yes. Yeah. I'm a little confused. So, I think the big one is Beyonce got five or six, I think. She got album of the year. And then she got this, she got like this weird one. And I say it's weird because her album, I see her album as sort of a pop album. Or am I wrong? is it R&B?
1: But tickets more R&B.
0: Well, she's nominated under best urban contemporary
1: album. What the hell is urban contemporary? Isn't it <laughs> um isn't it like like adult contemporary? It's, it's it's for older urban people.
0: Why don't they just say ratchet?
1: I mean, just change it to best no. ratchet. Album. Seriously, no. I don't understand what the hell
0: urban contemporary means. Whatever. It's like,
1: a, it's what like adult hell? contemporary. You've heard of adult contemporary. It's kind of like adult contemporary is kind of like for an older set, kind of like easy listening, but not really. So, urban contemporary is probably for an older set, kind of bluesy, jazzy, and kind of softer, not as heavy hitting as the other her album should not be there, then. Her album should. They
0: used to have a hip-hop category. Maybe that's it, but changed the name,
1: you think? Maybe. No, I don't know. I don't consider hip-hop and urban contemporary the same, but I could be wrong.
0: I okay. don't listen to
1: that crap anyway, so. So then
0: they put her song, Drunk in Love, as best R&B song. And, her, and the same song with Jay-Z, best R&B performance. Yet her
1: album is urban contemporary. What the hell? I'm I you know what? The Grammys are money based anyway, so it really doesn't mean anything <laughs> anymore. So
0: And then she got nominated, her and Jay Z got nominated for um the best music film for On the Run Tour. Ugh like tag me. <laughs> Seriously. I mean I'm a big Beyonce fan and most of my friends know that, but um yeah. She got another one for like surround sound album. What the fuck does that mean? I I don't know, whatever. Um, I was a bit surprised that um Sam Smith got nominated as Best New Artist, but that song he had with disclosure is nowhere in this ballot. What? That song was amazing. How how did that and then they, they did the same thing with Bastille. They have this song, Pompeii. You know the song Pompeii, right?
1: No. I may know it if I heard it, but
0: I don't. I'll I'll shoot it to you later. But it's an amazing song. They didn't nominate that song, but they nominated the remix to that song. Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) I'm just, I'm very confused by it. Um, I don't believe you when they say, when you said that it is um, money-based because one of the best, producers of the year, at least in hip hop. His name is DJ Mustard. This man has had hit after hit this year, and I'm telling you, I'm gonna say he's had about twelve songs this year and every song was just like boom, boom, boom on the chart. Not even nominated for producer of the year. I don't get it. Um I was very happy to see Megan Trainer for all that all about that bass was nominated and Sam's Stay With Me was nominated. Um, Lady Gaga was nominated, but, like, with Tony Bennett.
1: So she's, like, disappeared. What the hell happened to that woman? Well, I think the Tony Bennett thing is kind of smart of her because the other shtick was kind of getting stale, and this kind of Mm -hmm. shows that the woman does have talent and she can sing, and now she's not being... So overproduced and doing something kind of out the box, and it's about time. I applaud her for doing it.
0: She can sing though; her voice is amazing. And you know, I know, but you and can't I kinda tell feel... on any of the other songs
1: because they're so overproduced. So this the thing is a way that
0: to I feel The thing I feel bad about is when I heard Chandelier. I was like, Oh my god, I love this song by Lady Gaga. <laughs> I thought it was her. I thought it was her. Oh. Completely. So, um, Sia got a ton of nominations for somebody pretty new. Um, who who are you rooting for?
1: Um, I don't. There was really nothing that I mean because I know Taylor wasn't nominated for best album because the album came out after the song, so it'll probably not. Right. That's why B- Bangers is being nominated this year, why I did get nominated last year. Right. So I'm I'm kind of rooting for Miley, but we'll see what happens. I don't re I mean, I don't really get to all about that face being all of these. Yes, it, it's kind of a throwaway song, I thought. I didn't think it was really all well, that great. So
0: It's the message behind the song. That's why it's nominated the way it is. I mean, it's only got, like, one or two nominations. Nothing, like, huge. But I feel like because of the message... Well, no, message it's got record
1: song. and song of the year. So that's huge.
0: Record. Oh, I mean, two nominations is nothing, to be honest with you. And she probably yeah, won't even... Yeah, but the biggest but awards, stopped. though. It's the biggest award. I know, but it it sucks because she probably won't win because Beyonce's going to win for album of the year because of the surprise album. And probably Taylor Swift's going to win because of Shake It Off. And then Kanye's going to go up and be like, you know, you had a good song, but Beyonce, and then Taylor's going to be like, she's not even nominated in this category anymore. I'm down. Sorry. Um, <laughs> she's not. But, um, but yeah, you know the message behind all that bass, right?
1: No, I didn't think there was a message.
0: That's why. You're not listening to words. So all about that base, it's about how she's a bigger girl and how she's not going to be this skinny bitch and conform to convention and and start dieting to, to fit some man's sense of sexy. She's going to be who she is. She's going to be curvy. She's going to be voluptuous. And he's gonna like her anyway because of her personality. That's what all about that basis. Gotcha. About. So when when you hear it, you're like, oh my god, this song is a. So... But then when you listen to the words or read the words, you're like, holy shit, this song is awesome. And the girl is from like New England. I think she's from like New Hampshire or, or Boston or something. I know she went to Berkeley. So I'm like, holy crap, we're representing y'all. <laughs> Can we can we talk for just a quick second? I think that Ed Sheeran's
1: voice is amazing. And that's all I'm going to say. I don't really listen right. to him, so I have to just defer to you. He's like what Ginger should never be,
0: which is ugly. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm sorry. He is busted. Um... Anaconda got nominated. Are you happy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you bet. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. So yeah, that's um, that's. Kind of crazy how some some people got kind of snubbed and others were praised. Even Jay Z. I don't even think Jay Z had a strong showing. But Iggy Azalea is all over the place. Bless her soul. Even your Ariana Grande got nominated. Hmm. I saw that. Ugh. If she takes that ponytail out, I would like her a lot more.
1: <laughs>
0: but she never will. Um, by the way, speaking of the loves of your life, where the hell is Zach Efron? I haven't seen him in a minute.
1: <laughs> He's making a movie. What movie? I think it's called We're Your Friends. He posts on Instagram all the time. Like he's like a he's playing a DJ or something in the movie. Wow. So he's taking a well, he's taking a little break. Hmm. Well, after being
0: broken up by a lesbian, I guess I'd take a break too. Um, <laughs> he was. He was. He knew that woman wasn't straight. What is he thinking? Just wanted to break herself something off, and buh-bye. Um, yeah, so what's been going on over at Dave's?
1: Um. I don't know. I, I stopped watching. <gasps> Do you watch any soaps now? Just GH. Ugh, how's that? Yep. I know it's scary. I'm weaning my it's soon. It's soon, you I may are. not be watching any soaps at all. But I just couldn't anymore. I mean, Days was just boring me to tears. So I just like, you know what? I've, there's an hour I could give back to my life somewhere, and it's not going to be watching this show. When I when I'm really interested in General Hospital, so I just that's and, the only show I and watch.
0: And the funny part is, if I asked you this last year, you would be like, Days is one of the best shows out there.
1: I remember. No, I totally remember. A year ago. Wow.
0: What happened?
1: Well, Sammy's gone, so that's a big thing. Um, And I don't know. I I really don't know. I think it just kind of took its toll for for me or something. I'm just not as involved.
0: So what's going on at GH? I know that um, Franco and... um, Phyllis, not not Phyllis,
1: are kind mm-hmm. of normalizing each other. Well, the biggest thing is that we realized that um, fake Luke pulled mm-hmm. a fast one on us and pretended he was Caesar Faison, when in actuality, that was just another ruse. So we still don't know who fake Luke is yet.
0: Well, wait, I mean, wait, I, wait, I, wait, I, wait, hang on. What?
1: So, so Fluke was pretending to be Faison? No. So, Fluke, um, well, what happened was, Fluke went to the mental institution where real Luke was, and we were set yeah. to believe that, you know, he was trying to escape and then he got out. Well, what happened mm-hmm. was, what ended up happening, is that they moved fake, they moved real Luke somewhere else, Fluke pretended to be Luke, and Alexis and Julian busted him out of the mental institution, brought him back. So now Fluke is still pretending to be is pretending to be old Luke. And then they had Cesar found him, and he's working with Luke, Fluke, and they put on a mask. So when they took off, when they arrested Fluke, thinking it was Fluke, and took off the mask of Cezar, they think cesar has been doing it all the time. When in actuality, that was just a ruse. So it's just like. Oh
0: my God. I am so confused. Seriously, Ron, get your shit together. Ron, what are you doing?
1: Just a little crap.
0: You took this show and it was on the brink of cancellation because of Jill Ferenfeld and you brought it to life. What the hell are you doing now? Yeah. What is. Oh my God. I'm so lost. Oh has there been any good movement with Lucas um Lucas and Felix and Brad
1: at all Well Lucas and is is Brad the Asian guy or is that Felix?
0: Yeah Yeah that's Brad there never be um, the, let me just let me just tell you There will never ever ever be an Asian guy named Felix
1: <laughs> Okay okay Sorry Well so Brad and What's his name? The gay one? The, all
0: three are. Lucas?
1: Lucas. They're together. Okay. So not really too much okay. is going on with them. More things are happening like Britta's been exposed for the lies she told about hiding Spencer and what's his name? Um, uh, uh, the prince, whatever. Cassadon kicked her out. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Um, and then we found out that you know, there was an episode where Nate, uh Victor Casanova was um exposed as Nathan's real father, but he's actually
0: I knew not. that. Oh he's not.
1: he's not. No. Who's who's no. the daddy then? Man. We have we don't know because then it's like um because what happened was um Madeline told when she heard that James thought Victor was her dad, she kind of had this puzzled look. And then when Liesel came in, she says, "Oh, you're gonna be nice to me, bitch," because she's like, "If you do not I'm gonna tell James who his real daddy is." He was like, "Oh, oh." And then Helena Cassidyne, um confronted um, Liesel. hmm
0: Now, so. Helena, did she have popsicles? Did she have icicles hanging from herself when she came out and confronted her? Or no, are they off?
1: She's totally defrosted. Um, okay. She did tell. She did tell. Um, she did tell. Um, Billy Miller now, Jason, mm-hmm. that he was Jason Morgan, and that she's controlling him. Whether he knows it, whether he likes it or not, and he doesn't get that, but she's controlling him. Oh, That's did she borrow the
0: microchip from Stefano?
1: <laughs> she
0: must. <laughs> she must. <not. laughs> they had he's like oh I'll have Roth make you enough make you one too what the fuck is going on over there seriously
1: I don't know it's kind of crazy but it's still oh, funny
0: the thing Matt, is and I've and said this and, that. and I've said this before what YNR should do is go back to its roots where in the 80s and 90s tell those types of storylines and what Days of Our Lives is kind of doing is it's going back to its roots, sort of, GH has said, oh, we were really big in the 80s. We'll tell those types of stories. Those types of stories don't work today. What they're doing with these masks and all this stuff is they're making, they're making soaps look as stupid as people think they are. <laughs>
1: you know I mean? yeah, but, but the ratings for General Hospital are going up. So they must be doing something right. Either that or that because there's a lack of, Quality on the other shows, I think it's
0: um I think it's two things: one, I think there's a lack of competition in that time slot, and number two, whatever storyline that they throw at these actors, these actors play it like it's believable, some of most of them so you got Roger Howard who was Franco with a brain tumor, and he was awful. But he had a brain tumor, so that's why he was awful. Okay. He makes it believable for us. And I think that that's why people tune in, because they want to see Roger Howard, They want to see, you know, um, Anthony Geary and Jane Elliott. They want to see these actors. It's not necessarily the storylines that they love. Right. You know, you're going to tell me that people didn't flock over after Michelle Stafford went over there? You're going to tell me people didn't flock over when Billy Miller came over? Bullshit. They're going to see these people. That's why they're going. But what Fran is doing is he's doing a disservice by telling these types of storylines because they don't work today anymore. And they're actually, you know, when people talk about soap operas, they're like, oh, the fake kissing and the brother who's, Married to his sister's aunt and nephew and all this other stuff. They're making, thats what Ron is writing. He's writing stereotypical soap shit, and that's what pisses me off. So, anyways, um, so I know you're you're wondering, but Young and the Restless is really good. No, I'm just kidding. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> it's. I'm worried because right now you have two writers on it that are kind of okay writers, I'm worried because Charles Pratt Jr. is a soap killer, so I'm scared that he's going to come in and just really make it awful. Um, But just like on um, how I postulize about General Hospital, these people on this show can act their asses off. And let me tell you, there was a scene where Katie McClain... She ripped Peter Bergman's Jack a new asshole. She said, "I hate you for making me love you. I hate you for telling me that it was over with Phyllis. I tried to stay away from me. I've tried to stay away from you, but no, you romance me with opera and all this stuff. And I hate myself for falling for it. I hate you for moving me in, and then I hate you for dumping me for the woman that you said you were over." This girl went on a five-minute tirade, and I was like, "Holy shit!" This is awesome. It's one of those soap moments where you're just like, bitch, say something. And she says it, you know? So that was the best thing about this week. Um, Did we talk last week about um, Christoph St. John's son? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that was so sad. And because they take so far, I mean, they take like six weeks in advance. I wonder how this is going to affect Neil. Um, But... It's funny, um, because they reported that he had schizophrenia, and I, I was just talking to my coworker and she said that she thinks her brother is undiagnosed schizophrenic, so if you listeners out there know someone that you know if they say that they hear voices, if they say you know um, that they're paranoid all the time, please get them in for treatment because. It could be nothing, or it could be something, but you just want to help those people that you love because you just never know. So I just wanted to say that. Um, hmm, what else? What else is on topic? Do you
1: have anything else to bring?
0: Anything no, the only thing I was
1: going to ask you, I didn't watch it, but did mm-hmm. you watch that train wreck called Peter Pan?
0: No, I heard it was actually
1: good, though. Oh, it Okay. Yeah, a I lot do. of people said it was good. I didn't watch it because I was never a big fan of Peter Pan, so I didn't watch it.
0: I'm I'm not a fan of Peter Pan, but I'm a Christopher Walken fan, and a lot of people were all about Christopher Walken. All about him. So, oh, I know what topics I wanted to finish off with. I don't know if you've ever watched um, The Walking Dead or Sons of Anarchy. Um, last week was amazing The Walking Dead killed a legacy character now it's been a week so you you probably viewers already saw it they killed this sweet loving girl named Beth and <laughs> unfortunately for The Walking Dead they posted their own spoiler online so I didn't see it because I don't follow the show but um Yeah, they killed Beth, which was pretty shocking. And the thing about this show is it's hit or miss. It's either really good, one week, or really fucking boring. And death, it was one of those things where you're just like, it would be like killing Victoria Newman. Maybe not, because a lot of people want her dead. Um, (laughs) It would be like killing Jill Abbott. It would be like killing Jill Abbott. You're just, like, shocked. Um, And then on Sons of Anarchy, are you ever going to watch that show? Because it's really good.
1: Um, No. Okay.
0: Um, Sorry. (laughs) Katie Seagal's character is probably the biggest bitch of all time because she killed someone that was really... Central to the show, because, but her character thought that this character did something against the club when the character didn't, so she ended up killing her. All that was last season. All season long, I've been wishing for her death, and it happened. So <laughs> that was awesome. The reason why it happened was next or this coming Tuesday is the final episode of the show forever. Like, it's never...
1: Oh, the series finale? finale.
0: Right. So, I was actually shocked that they killed her because she is the producer, writer, director's wife. And I was like, he's never going to kill his wife. He's never going to do it. This is such bullcrap. And then he did it. Now I have to shut up. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah... I, I, I'm going to get a little into my shows sorry um yeah so it's funny right now you can't hear it Kyle but um so I live sort of almost right before the ghetto and so okay. right now yeah. like we have a street away of the drug dealer literally but if you saw my my apartment this place is like gorgeous um right now outside of my window are red and yellow lights yeah it's the ambulance (laughs)
1: Uh,
0: it's almost like your place without the without the sound nice (laughs) and I don't even know I don't even want to know what's going on so um that's all I think I have we're coming up on you know 13 minutes to the end of the show do you have anything else that you would like to add No, I mean, have you started any of your Christmas plans yet? So Christmas Eve is half a day for us. I am packing up my car and driving straight from work to Western Mass, sleeping over at my sister Jamie's house, and um, hanging out with them the whole day. Christmas Day, um, I'll probably drive back because I have to work on that Friday. Wait, is Christmas on a Thursday or Wednesday? Yes. It's on Thursday. Oh, yeah. So I have to work that Friday. So what I'm going to do is um, probably go see a movie. Because usually every holiday I go see a movie, I didn't this Thanksgiving because I was just too exhausted. So I don't think I'll have time to see a movie on Thursday. So I might see one on, you know, Friday or Saturday. But that's it.
1: I yes. I am not missing Into the Woods on Christmas.
0: <laughs> oh, I know, I won't be able to go. That's the thing. I, I don't think I'll have time.
1: I may not be able to go on Christmas, but I'm definitely seeing it while I'm home. And the other movie, right? Well, I I fly out on the 20, 18, 19, 20, on the twenty first, so mm-hmm. I probably won't get I probably won't get to see Little Urban Annie until I'm in Louisiana. Uh, I think Urban Annie comes out next week. Comes out me. the
0: 19th. Right. So I'm going to see that before. But I have to see two movies Christmas weekend. I have to see Into the Woods and I have to see The Interview. Now, that is a movie that those people, and I say those people because they're like the Brat Pack. Remember the Brat Pack? They're uh, like yeah. the Brat Pack. I don't typically like their movies, but this looks freaking funny. This looks so I'm, funny. I'm sure, sure like, will be. Are you, we want you to take him out. Take him out, like, for dinner. Take him out, like, to kill him. What? That is, like, I cannot <laughs> wait to see that part. I <laughs> James Franco may be crazy, but he's an awesome actor. So, I can't wait to see that movie. But, um, but. so, yeah, those are my Christmas plans. Which one?
1: I haven't seen the, interview. For the interview. Yeah. I will actually I go online. online. I'll put anything Yeah. Okay. Um. But yeah. Anything else? Definitely. Um. No, it's just it's gearing up to be a busy week. Um. So, on Friday, I'm going to this Christmas party for this, um ad agency that's here in New York that I used to work with when I was at Old Navy. Mm-hmm. So, and every mm-hmm. year for the past ten, twelve years, they invite me to the Christmas party. So I've never been able to go. This will be the first one. And the theme—it's a Dolly Good Christmas, where they're going to have an exhibition of Dolly Parton's various costumes throughout the ages. Oh my God! Wait, and it gets better. There's going to be a special intimate, intimate, performance by Rufus <gasps> Wainwright and Jake Shears. Yeah. <sighs> with a special wait, with a special surprise guest. So I have two guests who the surprise for—it's either going to be Dolly or Kylie, because my friend Richard knows Kylie. He did the graphics for her last tour, and Kylie's on the New Now Next Awards, and she always goes where Jake Shears is, so I have a feeling she's going to be there. So I could potentially be meeting Kylie Minogue on Friday.
0: I've never gotten the obsession with Kylie Minogue. Please explain.
1: I just think she's, I just, her music makes me smile. I just always loved her. She's just fun. She's she doesn't take herself too seriously. No, she's the Madonna don't of Europe. So I just think she's amazing, and I just love her. And her amazing, music kind of, though. I do. Really? 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 I Sorry. even in
0: the '80s, I never saw it. I just don't
1: get it. Oh, <laughs> I have. I have the locomotion on single.
0: I love the locomotion. Like 45. after that, I. It's so funny because you would think somebody like her would have one hit and be out, but she's managed to maintain a
1: successful career. I'm like, how?
0: I don't understand. I don't
1: get it. Well the US really doesn't get her as much as the gays in Europe, so Uh, I just I don't don't get it. it. We had Madonna. (laughs)
0: Yes, and I get Madonna. She morphs herself. She does all this. Kylie has been basically the same all these years. Okay, don't
1: Ooh,
0: a bitch's claws is coming out, okay.
1: <laughs> we don't talk about <laughs>
0: Kylie and we don't talk about Britney, okay? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is that why you're Kylie SF? I get the SF for San Francisco, but is that
1: why you're Kylie Yeah. Well, and that's what my grandmother used to call me when I was young. Mm, I think it's more Kylie Minogue. Um, It is, but it is. (laughs) But it just so happens to be a morph of my name, so it it kind of works perfectly. Uh, Great. Um, This
0: week for me, we have what's called a poverty simulation at work, where I have to pretend to be poor, which I told my manager – I don't need to pretend.
1: Which won't be all right. <laughs> <hard.
0: laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't need you. to pretend. She's like, well, no. It's, you go into this big room. You get a, a piece of paper that says who you are. You could be single, uh, out of work, on government assistance. You could be the mother of six kids on uh, with a full-time job, and you have to go to the bank to do this. You have to go to the gas company to pay this. You have to do this. So they're, they're teaching us how to relate to our customer basically but the first thing i said to her was i don't need to be poor i know what it's like to be a poor girl um maybe i didn't say girl but um so i'm doing that basically half the day on on uh tuesday and then um what else am i doing i'm hosting sort of like a holiday breakfast for our building on Friday. And then I'm going to, like I said, go see Annie. And yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm working my OT like I've been doing for the last mm, two or three weeks, which has been fabulous. My paychecks, when I see my paychecks, I literally see Richie Rich dollar signs in my eyes.
1: It's like (laughs) amazing. Um,
0: I am 50% done with, no, 75% done with Um, Christmas shopping I actually won something at uh, work I won a gift card to Land's End at work so I'm getting my brother-in-law a Land's End uh, sweatshirt so um and yeah that's it that'll be my week yeah well thank you so much mister for joining me today I'm posting that video on your page right now um So I will probably see you on social media. Definitely. All right, my love. Thank you so much for coming tonight. Everybody enjoy the rest
1: of your week. Have a great week, everyone.
0: Bye. And we'll talk soon. Yes, we will.
1: thirsty for more tea? Then check out our upcoming and archived shows right here on our Blog Talk radio page. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at The Spilled Tea and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash The Spilled Tea. Thanks for listening to tonight's episode of The Spilled Tea.